Let's get it, baby. Welcome to the Chuck and Shoop show. I know y'all mad excited for us to be back. How you feeling, Chuck? I'm I'm amped. I'm amped as all shit right now. It's it's ready to fucking go down. Um, NFL is right around the corner. Um, it's been a long summer. That's all I have to say. Ooh, baby. I'm so excited for football to be back. I told myself, man, I can't watch that much red zone again, can I? But Mm-mm. yeah, I can. I can. I most certainly can. Uh, there's no feeling like it, especially once that countdown clock starts. I'm going to be glued the hell in. Oh, yeah. But we're glued I'm not in. leaving the couch. I'm not leaving the couch. Neither am I. We're glued in, too, though, because we got another cracking episode today, and we're going to be going over some prop bets that we like for the upcoming season. Player props, team props, long shot props, but... Before we give out our props, we have to give some props and some non-props to the sporting world. Oh, yeah. In our favorite segment, Dubs and L's. So we're going to kick things off with our W's. And Chuck, you start things off. Well, uh, I woke up this morning and woke up to like the best news ever. Uh, Me and Shoop were talking about this early in the week. We just needed a guy on the Giants defense to step up or we confirmed. needed a guy and woke up this morning, confirmed we got the guy, Isaiah Simmons. Um, we traded Giants traded with the Cardinals. We get a seventh round pick. They get a seventh round pick. We get Isaiah Simmons. Um, I wanted to draft him in 2020, but we took Andrew Thomas, which was the better pick. But now we got a guy who can play the out, like play the downhill safety and be the anchor of this defense and really fucking make plays just all over the field. So I'm wondering what Wink will do. He's it sounds like they want to put him at inside linebacker, but recent reports was that Cardinals training camp he was adamant on being a safety. So I'm just I, I'm looking forward to what they do with him. Shoop, what do you think they're going to do with him? Well, the concern of Simmons coming out of college was he's super athletic, versatile, but does he have a real position? Yeah. And that is exactly why he failed with the Cardinals, because the triumphant linebacker just did not play well enough. But what he did do well was he was a very good pass rusher. And if the Giants can incorporate him in ways, maybe he's not an every down player, but he's a pass rushing specialist. Maybe he can drop back into coverage every now and then then oh, he'd yeah. be a very good addition to this defense. They don't really need him to be a superstar, per se. I yeah. mean, if if he can grow into a safety role long-term, that'd be amazing. Oh, but yeah. for right now, he's just got to find his role in the NFL. And until he does that, if he, does, if he can't do that for the Giants under a great DC like Wink, then he really doesn't have a spot in the NFL, period. Exactly. I think it's a low-risk, high-reward. Definitely, definitely. So I'm going to go over to my W, and my W is going to be a fun one for today. So we got college football coming up as well. And I recently came across the 2023 all-named team. So drumroll, please. Your your all-named team starts with Oklahoma quarterback, General Booty. Yes. Louisiana Tech wide receiver, the coldest Crawford uh, from Florida International, tight end Rowdy Beers. Baller. Safety from Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's actually going to be sick. He is going to be sick. 
Uh, Florida International again with wide receiver Jet Law, Tulane uh, athlete Fat Watts. Then we got Louisville's Storm Duck, UTSA's Pig Cage. All right. It, it gets better, trust me. Yeah. Nebraska's linebacker, Chief Borders. Chief. Ohio State linebacker, Steel Chambers. Baller. That's a sick name. Charlotte's Demon Clowney. Boston College's and New Jersey's own, Shitta Silla. Yeah, shout out Jersey. <laughs> shout out Shitta. Uh, UNLV's Tiger Shanks. Okay. Duke's memorable factor, and my favorite of them all, Kentucky's Octavius Oxendine. Okay, uh, what what was his name? Memorable factor. Memorable factor from what, London, what position? England. He's a linebacker from Duke. From London, England. Wow. Okay, I hope he balls out. Yeah, uh, that is the all name team. It I love it. Blows my mind how cool some of these names are. Um, and you said that Kool-Aid McKinstry will be in, in the NFL soon. From Haha ha Dix to Kool-Aid, you know, Alabama loves their weirdly named safety. Oh, and it, they all work out. They all work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing. Uh, mobility from from Rice. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> mobility. Yeah. Shout out mobility. Yeah. <laughs> How much, how, much, yo, how much ability that yo bro i got mobility I got... <laughs> <laughs> all that's right that's great that's enough that. of the all name team but we have oh my god let's, <laughs> let's let's take some l's uh chuck who who gets your l for the week uh huge huge l um it's gonna go we haven't talked to nba but i don't know what's going on with the 76ers recently james harden came out went to china and then just randomly talked shit about the owner uh, you can check that video out. He said it like twice to make. I don't know who's he's talking to a bunch of kids, but I guess he just wanted to send it out there. It was really weird. And then he recently just got fined. So James Harden got fined for those comments on that video to those Chinese kids. And he lost a uh, hundred K. So L goes out to Harden. Um, I don't know what the 76ers are doing. Will he, is he going to play this season? Um, the owner promised him money, but after the his finals, I mean, not finals, but after his game seven performance, I wouldn't pay him either. So L to James Harden. Yeah, 100K is a pretty penny, which obviously he doesn't care about. But yeah, I wonder how Joel Embiid is feeling, you know, is mm-hmm. his he's what valuable years of his MVP years are just going by without yep. the 76ers building. Or, I mean, they've tried building a team around him, but they haven't built the right guys around him, and it's gonna not be too long before Embiid wants out. So exactly, process deleted. Come on down to Brooklyn, please. <laughs> um, I gave a W out to the Angels a few weeks ago for going all in with their two stars and going for that playoff spot. You know, in an attempt to keep Otani. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that. The only thing that would keep the Angels from keeping Otani was themselves. So Shohei Otani came out yesterday that he had torn his UCL, which is basically his pitching elbow. He can't pitch anymore this season. And uh, who knows how long it'll be if it'll go into next year. 
Um, but the L goes to angels in this situation because this wasn't something that was just out of the blue. This Otani was dealing with cramps and arm soreness and arm fatigue over the last few weeks or so. Yeah. And they cleared him to go. They cleared their star player, their franchise player at this point, with Mike Trout being as hurt as he is. And now he goes out and he gets hurt. Now he's still gonna he's still gonna play. He's still gonna be batting. But this is not how you treat your your star player. You know, there's any sense of doubt that your your best guy can't play and you're not totally like in first place or even if you are in first place you know give them some rest but they're out of playoff contention at this point now you're just mortgaging your future uh i i just don't understand it like if you knew the concerns were there then why aren't you doing anything about it so the angels made the right moves at the deadline to try to uh get their team some wins and it didn't happen and yet they they still thought let's put Otani out there full force and now it costs them and now baseball fans are robbed of seeing the best player be as 100% and all the fans that went to go buy tickets to see him play too I feel bad for them yep including in New York this weekend so yeah exactly that's that is bullshit yeah uh so Baseball takes the L, but it's baseball anyway. We're we're moving past baseball. Yeah, we're, I'm so done with baseball, Shoop. Oh my god. Yeah, we we've had our aches and pains all all season, but expectations just way too high. Yeah, so we're gonna go over some different sorts of expectations, and we're gonna go into our fun. best um, props for the upcoming season. We're going to talk teams, players. We're going to talk what, what intrigues us, what, what are our picks. Uh, we're going to have a little fun with this one. We're going to make it kind of random, but we're going to make it you know kind of organized. Uh, so how is this going to work is, Chuck, you're going to give me some some props, and I'm going to answer them, and I'm going to give you some props. And we're going, to hit, we're going to hit each other back and forth. So my props that I'm going to give you are player-related. So... Uh, I, I see that yours are team related. So we'll yes, good, I'm, good I'm bringing up the lines and everything. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I'm going to start with the quarterback position. And um, of all the touchdown props, I thought Jordan Love. So Jordan Love is an interesting one. He's at 21 and a half touchdowns. He's got a very young receiving cast. Um, we don't have a lot of like, uh, evidence of how Love plays so far in the NFL. We've got very little sample size. But 21.5 seems pretty low, especially with what Rodgers has done in previous years. But, you know, there's always a possibility that Love might not make it through the season. So, mm-hmm. you're going over or under 21.5 touchdowns. Passing. That's, I, like, that's such a, I feel like that's such a, like, 22 passing touchdowns is a, is a number that like should be reached. I feel like in, if you're, if you're been behind like somebody for so long and you're ready to go, I feel like they have like an offense that can score touchdowns and he can throw it. We've seen it in the preseason. Like he looks really good. I feel like a couple of mishaps here and there, like, but 
Still got the same offensive, basically the same offensive scheme. I'm going to go, I'm honestly going to go with the under because I think the competition is just better. And I feel like they're going to have a tough time winning games. Hmm. So I'm actually going to go under. All right. All right. You hit me. All right. Now I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens over under 10 and a half wins. Ravens got a tough schedule this year. I mean, they, they got to play the AFC North, mm-hmm. and I believe they also have to play the AFC East, if I'm correct. I think, yeah, you have, you are correct, yes. So, Ravens got a tough schedule, but this is a elite defense, and the they made some great changes to this offense, adding Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, just enhancing that wide receiver room so that Mark Andrews isn't the only target so that Lamar Jackson isn't forced to run all the time like he yeah. was and get himself hurt again. Uh, and the coaching, the coaching is fantastic. I mean, the Ravens went like eight and nine uh, a few years ago, but that was because literally their entire defense and running back room got hurt. Mm-hmm. And Harbaugh was, the team just kind of collapsed towards the end, but Harbaugh had that team at like eight and three at one point. This is just, it's hard to bet against John Harbaugh, the coaching job he's done. And I trust them more to hit their win total than other teams in AFC North. I'm going over. All right, let's go. Okay, awesome. Um, All right, so moving on to the running back position. This one is interesting. So Derrick Henry is probably playing behind his worst offensive line of his career. Uh, And he is also another year older, but he did rush for 15 over 1500 yards last year. He got to 937 in half a season two years ago. And then as far back as three years ago, he hit over 2000 yards. His line is set for 1150.5. So with those factors in mind, does he go over or under 1150.5 rushing yards this year? I'm I'm definitely hammering the over on that shoop. Um because I got it right here. Um AFC South, they play their interconference play is the NFC South. And the NFC South I think is poop. And I think their whole division is the whole AFC South is poop as well. And I don't think I can't think of a run defense that's good in that division so i'm hitting the over definitely hitting the over i like it i think i agree with you on that too okay now speaking of afc south um i actually have another one for you i think this team is a sleeper it's the sleeper team jaguars over under nine and a half wins nine and a half is it seems kind of low um but i'd say that number is just about right because I think with they have to play that first place schedule and yeah. their defense, they did not make enough upgrades in the offseason for me to feel comfortable, even if Trevor Lawrence and that offense can put up points. But I'm still going with the over because yeah. well, well coached, Trevor Lawrence has another receiver to add to the receiving room that will only make the offense better. And the division is very weak. Now, I do think that the Texans are going to be a bit better than they were last year. And the Titans, we thought that they were going to go into rebuild, but it looks like they're giving another go. So they'll be competitive. But I think 
Jaguars get to 10 wins. I don't really see them going beyond that. So it's definitely Just too close, yeah. too close for me to be comfortable, but I'm going to go over. Okay. Bet that's at minus 144 in FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heavy juice on that. Yeah. Uh, this is, this line confuses me on this next one. Um, so Mike Evans has gone over a thousand yards in every season of his professional career. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. It's one of the best facts in the NFL right now. In his nine-year career, he has never been under a thousand yards. Lois has been a thousand one. His over/under this year is set nine twenty-five and a half. Now he is older, like Derrick Henry. He's getting a year older, and his quarterback situation has taken a significant downgrade. But I mean. He's played with bad quarterbacks in the past. I'm pretty sure he played with Josh Freeman way back. Then. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, 925 and a half, is he going over or under? I I like the trend. I, I'm going to go with over. If the if the line was at maybe um, like 965 or like 969, I'd take the under. But I feel like he can get 950, like maybe not 1,000, but at least 950 with Baker Mayfield. And I don't even know who the backup is, but I feel like they can at least compete because their division isn't that good either. So I'll go with over. Yeah. And just to add, what's crazy about this, it's like, I feel like the sports books are saying if Mike Evans can hit a thousand yards this year, then he's like a lock hall of famer because they're, they're betting, they're betting against him at this point. If yeah. he does it for a 10th year, I think he's I, a hall of famer. Yeah. I th- he's got to be. I agree. Okay, now sticking the NFC, we got G men. Now I think they have one of the toughest schedules in the NFC. Um, it's actually insane how tough their schedule is, but I think it's at seven and a half. Giants win total over under seven and a half. What do you got? Uh, this is a it's a tough one, but I'm going over because Same. I believe in the coaching staff. Yeah, and. What I saw in the preseason was how versatile they want to make this offense. You know, they with the uh, the the option, the the RPO. Um, now they got now Daniel Jones seems like he has the number one weapon now with Darren Waller, mm-hmm. and the it's it's gonna just fall on the whoever the defense can make plays. You know, can is that secondary good enough to stop some of these? high-profile offenses like the Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, but I do believe in the offense. I think with another year, uh, I think they'll, they're going to be even better. I think they're. I think the Giants are turning into a bit of a sleeper team. And I didn't really believe that much Me too. Mm-hmm. earlier in the offseason. But, uh, you know, they they play hard. If they get some wins against those divisional foes, it'll go a long way towards hitting this over. So I think they'll do it. I I think they are too. It's um yes is at minus one hundred four. I actually might put a lot of ju- uh, money on it today. Um, <laughs> like looking at it right now, and I just wanted to add they do play even though they play the AFC East, their intra conference play is the NFC West. So I mean, they could win all those games and they could probably steal one from the 49ers, I believe they could. Yeah, just like two thousand eleven. Throwback. Exactly. Um, so now we're going to go to an interceptions prop um, with Geno Smith, who last year, uh, just going to 
confirm real quick. I believe he had 11 interceptions last year. Something really low. Um, yes. 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Very now good. his line is set to 11 and a half this year. And he started all 17 games. Uh, so essentially what they're saying is, is Geno Smith going to regress or not? He's got an amazing receiving core, but uh, NFL teams have had a whole offseason to try to figure him out. Are we going over or under 11 and a half interceptions for Geno Smith? I I'm going to go with I'm going to go with over. I I think they throw maybe they throw it more, but I don't know. I'm looking at their schedule. They got to play a lot of good pass defenses and a lot of fucking uh, I think healthy pass rush too. So I'm going to go with um over. Hmm. I think it's Geno Pick City. Yeah, he I I just don't see him sustaining it and um I don't know. I just feel like whenever you get like these one one year wonders in the NFL they they always seem to um disappoint Regre- the following yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it always happens. I agree. Regression. Yep. All right. Now I'm going to hit you with one. I'm going to do the, so the commanders six and a half over under. I thought this would, was pretty low. I mean, I don't think like, I I don't think we can count them out. I think Sam Howell looks amazing. Their schedule is definitely hard, but I don't know if you can count them out with such a prolific defense that they have, I think. So what do you think over under six and a half commanders? Well, I can't pick everyone to go over, but I would probably, regardless of what else I picked, I probably pick them to go under. Regardless, mm-hmm. um, there's just yeah, yeah. Sam Howell looked good in his preseason action, but for for in game action versus some of these defenses, and for um, with like the coaching staff and you know all the the weird voodoo that's gone on with the Washington franchise over the past few years. Um, I just don't see them being able to compete in this very tough division. Mm-hmm. And this defense still has major problems. Yes, they're stacked on a D-line, but everywhere else, I mean, they lost linebackers in free agency. Their secondary is not good. I mean, they drafted a corner this year, but to expect him to be a lockdown guy year one like Sauce Gardner, that doesn't happen with all these corners. Mm-hmm. And their offensive line still has major problems. Someone's got to take the beating in the, this NFC East if the Giants are going to go over. And it's going to be the Commanders. I, I I see them getting four or five wins. Okay, let's go. All right, under. Mm-hmm. All right, so my very last one, and this one is for Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Nick Boza, who was absolutely dominant last year. He... Uh, one second. Mm-hmm. So... He had 18 and a half sacks last year. His number this year is 15.25, which is still really, really high for, for him to try to get to that. He had 15 and a half two seasons ago, and now 18 and a half last year. Can he keep up that consistency? Is he going over 15.25 or under? Yeah. Okay. No, now I wonder why. Now I get it why they put it at 15.25 because he gets half a sack. I was confused there. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, I think he I think he just fucking kills his own division. I'm gonna go with over. I'm definitely gonna go with over. Even though I do have TJ Watt to win the 
uh, defensive player of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Bosa has another prolific season. So I'm gonna go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to bend against him. All right, uh, hit me with another one more last last oh. one. So I, this one was interesting. I don't know if it was because they had the coaching change right away, but I'm looking at it and I I want to know what you think. Broncos over under eight and a half wins. I think eight and a half is high. Yeah, um, I was actually you know kind of high on the Broncos going into the off season, but they seem to be snake bitten. With right? first first off, well. Injuries, yes. So mm-hmm. Tim Patrick's out again for the year. Jerry Judy just got hurt today. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be out for a while. Cortland Sutton hasn't been the same since his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just don't like the fact that Sean Payton almost put a target on his team's back, but with his comments, but by making fun of Nathaniel Hack and his failures, yeah. you know, it's kind of just like talking bad about your or your your girlfriend's ex, you know, like, fuck that guy. Like, why, why even care? You know, yeah, you have, not over you it. have the job or you have the girl in this case. <laughs> yeah. Like now, now all of a sudden there's noise around the NFL. Like even the jets are looking like we got our guy, like you, like, and like, they know about bounty gate and all that. It's mm, just Sean Payne's come shady. back to the NFL with bad reputation. Um, And do we really know if Russell Wilson it can return to his former self. Is he gonna run like he used to? He's he's older. It's just uh there's a lot of negative momentum on this Broncos team that they have to overcome mm-hmm. in a tough division, in a tough conference, too. Yeah, yeah. In so the toughest. So while I wouldn't be surprised if they had a little bit of a bounce back, it's just the the feeling I get with all these with these injuries and these comments that the coach is making, it's I just I see it going under. I can okay. see under seven, eight and a half. Like eight and nine, seven and ten, one of those. Yeah, I agree. Wilson yeah. on the downfall. Definitely. Uh so now let's now we get our, our pick 'em out of the way. Let's just go over some of our favorite props. Uh Chuck, so I heard you got some picks you want to reveal, so I'll I'll let the floor be yours first. Yes, yeah, so I have a, a lot of um, long shot picks, but it's a couple picks that I'm p- uh, putting down right away. Um, I got Chiefs right away, over 11.5 wins, minus 107. I got a boosted on FanDuel, and I put two units on that. I also have the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God, what a surprise. Two units on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, plus 600. They're the favorites. Um, if you want to be safe, you could also do Eagles plus 800. I like, if you want a long shot, here's some long shots. Ravens plus 1800. I like Jets plus 1800. These are all on FanDuel. Jags plus 2800. I also like Jags AFC champion at plus 1500. Huge Jags. And then if you're a Giants fan like I am, the Giants are plus 4800 to win the Super Bowl. And that would be awesome if they do. And you bet that. Um, and then some props I like. Um, Jared Goff to pass for 4,000 passing yards. It's plus 110 if you want to put some money on that. Um, long shot MVP. I have Mahomes. Long shot MVP, Justin Fields at plus 2,000. I don't know. I'm getting the feeling he's going to have an amazing season. He's just going to take over and run over everybody and throw over everybody. MVP. Um 
<laughs> MVP yeah, for MVP. Fields would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane. And then um, I really like, I've uh, been watching a lot of hard knocks, Quentin Williams to have 10 plus sacks at plus 150. So I like that a lot. I think he looks really good. I mean, it's just hard knocks, but I don't know. He's kind of getting me hyped. So I've put some money on him. And then finally, this one I think is actually like it could happen. Like this guy could just take over the, the, his division and just run over everybody and do whatever he wants. Anthony Richardson plus 800 to win rookie of the year. And then actually I just found one really quick at the end. Um, I like John Mechie who had leukemia last year and couldn't play. I like John Mechie to be comeback player of the year at plus 2000 because another player on the chiefs, Eric Berry, he had leukemia Came back the next year, had an amazing season. I like that. Shout out to John Mechie. Like yeah, that's shout out John Mechie. Good, good inclusion. And that wide receiver room is wide open. So exactly. It's there his for the taking. Um, so for my profits, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna start off my Super Bowl predictions. And I love making Super Bowl predictions. I've been very accurate over the last five years or so. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna give two uh, I'm gonna give like my favorite pick among the favorites then my mid favorite and my long shot so my favorite among the top teams is the cincinnati Bengals at plus 1100 joe burrow is mad joe burrow was that close to beating Patrick mahomes again and just came up short this Bengals team has not gotten worse they're the same old squad and they uh, enhanced their offensive line a little bit coaching staff is still intact there's just no reason to think, besides a hard schedule, which might derail their home field advantage, that the that the Bengals couldn't go in and and win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite mid pick. So I'm I'm going to apologize to the viewers. So I made a claim earlier in the offseason that I love the Lions as a Super Bowl, uh, as a, as like my Super Bowl pick. I still do, but they the hype has gotten so astronomically large that. One, it's not even cool anymore to, to pick the Lions. Yeah, but, the Lions. but two, I'm actually looking at plus 2200 for the Lions and really thinking this team hasn't won a playoff game. Like, it's just, it, they're great, but it's, it's a little out of control. So I'm going to go with someone different. I'm going to go with the Jaguars at plus 3,000. Yes. Who, who have to compete in a loaded AFC. Yes, but Trevor Lawrence has already gotten that playoff win out of the way. Doug Pearson has Super Bowl experience. Yeah. And they're going to get a home playoff game. They're going to ride in. And if their defense can make slight improvements, I think they can hang with any team in football. You know, I'm going to pair that too with one of my favorite uh, player props, Trevor Lawrence over 26 and a half TDs. That seems kind of too easy for me. Um, so I'm locking that in my long, my favorite long shot is the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 5,000. And it definitely is a long shot because it's going to hinge a lot on how Kenny Pickett develops. But we've seen second-year quarterbacks have crazy development and take their team to the next level. You know, think about Joe Flacco way back when, when he got his team all the way to the AFC Championship. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe Burrow, uh, although he he did he tore his ACL and then comes, comes in, leads the team to the Super Bowl. So... I like the Steelers, and I love that defense too. You know how I feel about TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
uh, defense is going to be great, and they have the coaching staff and the uh, continuity to do it. Um, some player stats. I'm going to go with a couple of unders for running backs. DeAndre Swift's line for touchdowns is four and a half. I'm going under. This guy cannot stay healthy to for his life, and he's in a really crowded running back room, which I think Kenneth Gainwell is taking the lead on. And then you got Rashad Penny, who I think will get more of the goal line work. Wow. Swift, Swift, I feel like will get maybe receiving touchdowns, not rushing touchdowns. Okay. Um, pairing off with my uh, Trevor Lawrence pick, Travis Etienne's line is six and a half touchdowns. I'm going under on that as well. It seems like the Jaguars want to use Tank Bigsby, their third round pick, as like a change of pace back, and that will take away touches. It'll take away touchdowns, and I think this offense is built for throwing the ball. Uh, some more over-unders. Amon Ross St. Brown, over or under 10, 50 and a half. He's going to smash that over. This Lions offense is going to be fantastic, and they're not going to have Jamison Williams for the first six games of the season, which means Amon Ross should rack up some crazy high number games in terms of receiving yes. yardage. Yes. Uh, so he could, he'll get a huge boost in that, those first six games, but even, even when JMO comes into the fold he's as long as he stays healthy he should hit that number with ease um calvin ridley over under 900 and a half i'm going over for calvin ridley he's had so much time away from the nfl to work on his body to think about what he's done he gets a fresh start in a with a great quarterback and a great offense forget how good he was when he played ridley i think should dominate this 900 and a half number darren waller over or under 700 and a half touchdowns. Did you see how much Daniel Jones targeted Waller on that one drive in the preseason? I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't. Smashing that over. I like that. Uh, Gabe Davis, over or under 775 and a half receiving yards. What has he proven? Nothing. He proves he can go off in big games and disappear in others. I'm mm. going under. I think uh, one of these young receivers, may, maybe Khalil Shakir, will overtake Gabe Davis. Towards the end of the year, he's going to lose some snaps. So uh, I like that under. Uh, and then Keenan Allen over under 875 and a half receiving yards. This is a player where I feel like is starting the decline. And with Quentin Johnston now in the fold, I just think Allen, he's at risk for injury with his age. And he's he's got Eckler now who's going to eat, eat up receptions. Uh, I just don't see Allen getting close to that number, but that's my I like picks. that. Hell yeah. Uh, I just want to add one more. Um, Hertz over 10 and a half rushing touchdowns this season. Minus one Oh eight. I like that a lot. I do too. He's going to get so many sneaks, dude. I love the, I love the Calvin Ridley pick. Um, and you know, he's betting on himself to get that too from a third party. Uh, yes. So did you... I'm, <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Speaking. Did you see that? He said like, I'm going to gain back everything I've ever lost for my years off the NFL. Like true gambling. Yeah, right that's now. he's betting on himself. I fucking love it. Like <laughs> I love it. I love it. I would bet on him too. I want him on my fantasy team, honestly. Yes, him I and, think I, him I, and Lawrence are going to go off. I think I got to get both of them. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in for our prop bets. Uh, yes. Are they all going to hit? Probably not. We'd be millionaires we'll if they see. did. But I wrote them down. Let's 
let's see how accurate we get. So save these, write them down, uh, but be ready because we got week one predictions coming as soon as maybe next week. So let's get excited. Locks coming, predictions coming, pick them coming. I'm fucking pumped, dude. I'm so ready for more football talk, Chuck. But until then, we gotta we gotta shut things down for now. So I'm Shoop. I'm Chuck. We are signing out, but su- subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. Like the video. Also like it, please. Like the video. Give us money. <laughs> Don't actually do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, we'll take some. But... We'll, we'll take a little bit. Uh I need a little more. Chuck Chuck's got Yeah, it. I definitely need more. So I'll give out my picks for free. Yeah, come on. You got to pay us. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Peace.